Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. Setting revenue goals. Today, we're going to discuss what are your 2020 revenue goals, why it's important to set clear goals, and being realistic about this process so that you can go from where you are now to really achieving those goals and making that process something that you can understand and really apply. So I wanted to first talk about what are 2020 revenue goals. What I do with my clients is I ask them, we work together to, to decide how much money do you want to make? So for example, if you want to make six figures, $100,000 annually, or maybe you want to make your your first $20,000 annually in your private practice, we would break that down and say, okay, if that's what you want annually, then what would that look like per month? And we would get really realistic about that process and where you need to be and what you need to do and how much you need to sell in order to achieve the end goal. And so for me, I've been very open about my revenue goals with you on this podcast and, uh, you know, setting them monthly. And then I work with my financial team to set them and review them every single month. So I work with very closely with the CPA. I talk about my financial goals with my entire team and we map out exactly what I need to do and aligning my offers with the, <laughs> with how much revenue I can possibly make and then create a marketing plan around my projections. And then the minutia of this conversation would be understanding your expenses. If you were an in-person practice, your expenses might be most likely higher than if you're a virtual practice. And with that being said, I have more expertise in virtual because I am a virtual practice. I, I did a brick and mortar practice. So for almost 10 years as a personal trainer. So I, I understand that like what goes into a brick and mortar practice but I've been taking my virtual practice much more seriously than I did in my previous career as a personal trainer. With that being said, however you have your practice, brick and mortar, virtual, or a combination, right? I've helped several dietitian bosses who have a combination. Most of them come to me because they want to increase their virtual practice. They either have a virtual practice, they want to make more money, or they have an in-person and they want to extend the virtual, or they have a baby virtual practice and they want to grow it. And so the costs associated with operating costs and understanding the minutia of that would be best handled uh, with a legal team, meaning that a financial team, you would work with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis and have like an understanding and create clarity around that uh, with your CPA. You can use QuickBooks and whatnot on your own, and then you can design more extensive systems and understand the accounting with an appropriate professional who specializes in that. Generally speaking, I'll be talking about revenue and not profit because the difference is that revenue is the total monies that you earn and the profit would be after expenses. And again, that can vary depending on the type of business that you have. And I won't be giving advice about that because it's a little out of my scope. And so if you want the exact numbers of how much you should be taking home and profit margins and all that, I can talk about that as a concept. But for your specific profit margins, you, you want to be discussing that with a financial team. Going back to the revenues, 
the revenue goals, it's really important to set them and be really clear about what they mean. So I want to take a moment and ask you to sketch out your goals. I want you to do apply that action item, tag me in your stories on Instagram at Libby Rothschild, and let me know what are your goals, whether you're just sketching them out, revenue goals, or whether you're sharing what that revenue goal is. I've been very clear that my goal is to hit a million first in revenue, second in profit, and I'm on, I'm on my way set for that in 2020, and I work with my team very often to map out all of the, what I need to do to get there. That's what I do with my clients as well, uh, usually on a smaller scale. I don't work with anybody right now whose goal in 2020 is to hit a million, but I do have clients who want that in the future, so they're working towards it. Why is it important to set clear revenue goals? All a plan without a goal is a dream. Um, so really, I mean, if you have a plan to put yourself out there and show your face and increase visibility, but you don't really have an intention and you can't quantify that, then it's easy to feel frustrated and anxious. And I understand that because a lot of dietitians come to me and, you know, they, they send me messages and they apply for sales calls with me about my services and they tell me that they really want to grow. And then I ask them, what did you have in mind for your revenue goal? And nine out of 10, they tell me I have no idea. Specifically, those of you who are more in the range of making zero to 2000 per month in revenue in your business. I'm speaking to those of you because I also serve people who are more intermediate, making anywhere from three to 10K a month. And then I private coach one-on-one, those who are making more than 10K in revenue per month. But to hone in on those of you who are the zero to 2K bracket per month in revenue, I it's very rare that you'll hop on a phone with me and tell me that you have clarity with what your goals are. And, and I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to bring that up because I don't judge whatever your goal is. Maybe your goal is to make your first 1,000, and that would be more of a shorter or even medium-term goal, right? And then together, we work on what that means for the long-term. When you map out, you sketch out that goal, what it's going to help you do is get really specific and strategic about how you spend your time and energy now on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a quarterly basis, on an annual basis. And when you're more strategic with your time and energy, you're more likely to follow through with your plan. And when your plan has a quantifiable end goal, it's easier for you to overcome that and then set other goals. And goal setting and achieving those goals is really rewarding. And it's, it's a great way for you to grow. I want to talk about how much time you have each week. Are you being efficient? I have so many dietitians also, in addition to not being clear about how much money they want to make and not setting revenue goals, so many dietitians are being inefficient with the time and energy that they spend with their marketing. And I'll give you a few examples. Recently, a dietitian, I had a discovery call with her, a sales call, and she said that uh, she knew, and I really appreciated her honesty, and she's now in my group program. I'm really looking forward to working with her. And she said, I know I did it backwards, Libby. I focused on a website first, and I invested in working with someone to get my services in order. So now I have my offer on my website. And she said, I did it backwards. I know I need to focus on the marketing piece, and I'm, you know, I'm ready and here and willing to work now with you. And I'm so excited to get started with this dietitian. And I appreciate 
where she was at in that in her journey and acknowledging that. And I can tell you that if you want to put your money first in a website before a marketing plan, I am the marketing plan. If you want to put your money in a logo and designing, understanding like the colors before you have clients or know how you're going to get clients or you have any kind of idea of your next steps to achieve your revenue goals, you're doing it backwards. I recently had another call with a dietitian who told me she's, you know, interested in my service, but she really wants to become a better counselor. And I appreciate that. I think counseling skills are hugely important and they're pretty much not taught enough in school. I, I'm self-taught with motivational interviewing and I, I ended up teaching motivational inter- interviewing as a part of my curriculum when I, when I was teaching dental residents for five years. So I'm very well versed in what that means and I've studied it and I wish, you know, I learned more in school, but I, I was able to supplement that and teach myself. So I, I appreciate her reflection but at the same time, I, I we went back to saying, you know, what is your goal? What do you want? And she said, you know, I'm a mom, the mom of several kids. And she said, I want to get myself in the community and I want to serve and I want to help people and I want to feel rewarded and, and help. And I said, you know, that's fantastic. And tell me this, how are you going to do that? You know, if you don't have a marketing plan and if you don't set revenue goals, And she said to me that she just had to figure out the counseling piece before the marketing piece. And I told her she was backwards because if you're so focused on counseling and not marketing, how are you ever going to get the clients on a private practice level? I don't care if it's in person or virtually, how are you going to get enough clients or any clients for that matter and get the practice that you need to move forward and improve your counseling skills? So again, that's the same concept here. Both of these examples are one dietitian acknowledged that she approached things backwards, and I appreciate that. And the other dietitian wasn't willing to admit it, and she said, "I am going to focus on counseling first. And I, I feel, you know, I, I want to talk about that because I feel a little disappointed, and I, I feel like that's an example of a dietitian holding herself back and saying, "I need to be perfect." Because, you know, she has so much to offer and she's not going to move forward with it until she gets her counseling sessions perfect and and perfect doesn't exist, right? So she wants to improve a skill that you need to develop with time and experience. But the most important thing you can do to become a dietitian boss is focus on how to get people, (laughs) how to get clients. And you get clients by, I teach through marketing. And when you market effectively and you have, you know, clear systems to attract people that come to you, then you will allow yourself with time to be able to improve your skills. You can improve your counseling skills. You can improve your processes and systems. You can even improve your message and your marketing. But if you don't get out there and take imperfect action, it's very difficult uh, to improve. And it's difficult to also meet your financial goals, right? So... I wanted to talk about efficiency. Are you being efficient? And what does efficiency look like with your time? So when you have a revenue goal, efficiency looks like specific tasks that you do. You know what's a priority. You're focusing on that priority. And I would say that's social media, specifically Instagram. It's the easiest platform to get started. Uh, The lowest, what I call barrier to entry, meaning the skill level required to be able to use Instagram as a powerful tool to put your face out there and get known is so low 
compared to podcasting, right? I need sound. I need editing compared to YouTube. I need editing. I need audio. And then I need, well, that is audio. Editing, audio, and lighting. It's called audio, video, and lighting. And in order to master audio, video, and lighting, that's a whole like way bigger skill set. And I really value and appreciate everybody that makes videos on YouTube. I know there's not as many dietitians on YouTube as there are on Instagram. And it's a great place to expand to, but like start on Instagram, take it seriously. Are you putting the time and the effort into relating with your community and showing your face so that you can get a marketing plan in order? And if you're not, I want you to sketch out your goals and I want you to make some time to prioritize on what can help you get clients faster so that you can get closer to aligning with your revenue goals and you can make use of your time and then you can give back to those who you serve. The last piece I want to talk about with today's episode is is what you're offering or what you want to offer, right? Is that going to get you to your revenue goals? And I see so many dietitians set goals, the ones that do, and they say, I want to make $10,000 a month, right? And and I'm like, okay, great. Well, what's your offer? And they say, well, I do single sessions for $50 or or something like, it just doesn't match. First of all, I'm not a fan of single sessions. You should know that by now. I'm all about packages. So how can you, you know, if we do the math, you know, 10,000 divided by how many sessions at $50, you need to be selling a lot of sessions. So it's about being realistic about what you're offering, the price point, doing some basic math to see what would actually make sense. And then as I'm sure you're going to guess, I would say, is that if, if you want to hit your revenue goals, yes, they need to be realistic, but you also need to increase your prices. I've never come across somebody that didn't need to increase their prices pricing. So when you get clear with your strategy, and you will if we work together on any capacity, whether it's one-on-one one on one or in my group, we will be carving out your goals, <laughs> talking about setting really clear goals and breaking them down, uh, talking about how you're using your time and what's a priority and are you focusing on tasks that make you money or are you focusing on things that don't matter right now. And it's okay if you are like the example of the dietitian that acknowledged she showed up on that sales call and she said, I did it backwards and I'm, I'm here to acknowledge that and I'm going to move forward. And I just love that story. And I wanted to share that with you. And I found that really inspiring because it, you know, we all make mistakes and we all do things that might not be in the right order, but for you to acknowledge that and overcome it and still move forward is a sign of a true entrepreneur. I want to end out by saying, in addition to focusing on increasing your pricing, (laughs) I would love to have you in my group program. And, you know, I can find a way I will help you set your goals and take the next step. And if you are the type of dietitian that feels like you are throwing spaghetti on the wall and you're frustrated, you're spinning your wheels and you really want to increase income and impact and you want to make more clear goals and you want them to be broken down and you want a small community of tight-knit you know, females to really inspire you to move forward following a proven method, then I encourage you to apply and I can help you make the goals happen for you and help you focus on what matters the most so that you can make money faster. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to 
get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients. Apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.